Welcome to this episode of the Luminosity Podcast, hosted by Maria Conde. This podcast is an ongoing conversation to provide busy entrepreneurs practical tools and inspiring stories to live a healthy and abundant life with grace and ease. Welcome to the show. Here's your host, Maria Conde. Hello, hello, and welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Today, we have a very fun topic and an amazing guest. We are going to be talking with a relationship expert and diving into the female-male energies. And I'm super excited to introduce our guest, Nicole Haley. Nicole Haley is the founder of Nicole Talks Love, is best described as a relationship navigator, meaning she ignites an inner transformation within women to help them navigate the relationship they have with themselves so they can fully embody their femininity, confidence, and belief that they are worthy of happiness and love. Whether you're just starting your journey to find love or having been dating unsuccessfully for years or desire to spark the passion in your relationship, Nicole uses her 20 years of counseling and coaching experience to create and facilitate tailor-made programs to help you navigate your love life. Discover how to create authentic relationships without having to sacrifice yourself or settle for anything you don't deserve. Her sought-after advice and counsel has been featured on Global BC Morning News and the CKNW The Sex Show. She has spoken um, at Every Woman Conference, Hollyburn Country Club, Radical Love Summit, just to name a few in Canada and the U.S. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Excited so to glad, be here. Yeah, I'm glad you uh, could join us today. So mm-hmm. I'd like to tell us a little bit about your journey and what transpired you to be a relationship coach to get, coach or get you where you are right now. Yeah, great question. I think everybody asks that. So they're like, you do what? Yeah. <laughs> How did you get into that? So like I mentioned, my background is counseling. Um, and I used to work with boys in jail. And so I had a lot of experience ah. in that world. But how I got into the actual relationship aspect was I myself had been dating and in relationships that just weren't working. And it was one particular relationship that I was in that I thought this was it. I made it. I arrived. (laughs) I can now enter that next stage of my life, get married, get the house, get the kids all in my mind. And we came back from a road trip where I introduced him to a lot of my friends and family. And as we were unpacking the car and I said, hey, what should we do for dinner? He looked at me and said, Nicole, I actually just want to be your friend. And I was like, what? Like, I was taken, like, what the heck? And I was so, like, I became that crazy girl. Like, one, throw his stuff on the grass, (laughs) kicked his tires. Like, I just lost it. And I think what was the turning point was I couldn't believe this relationship didn't go the distance that I envisioned that everybody else around me was entering into. And it was in that moment where I was like, I need to figure this out and really understand men and how they think and why they do what they do. And then (laughs) along the way, really understand myself. What was I attracting? How was I showing up in these relationships? What old beliefs was I carrying into that I was unaware of? What boundaries were I not, was I not setting up? How was I engaging? And so this whole journey really became more about self-love and self-discovery along with really understanding the opposite sex. And it's kind of how that evolved. And then as I was coaching women around confidence, that became the topic where I found a lot of women struggled with. And so they were like, I'm, I'm killing it in my business. I'm like landing these great positions or I really got something going good. I have a great circle of girlfriends. I have a really lovely family. But when it comes to my love life, it seems to be a hot mess or I'm really struggling with speaking up or not attracting the relationship I want. 
And so that's where I ended up sharing a lot of my experiences and that's how it kind of evolved into what I do now. Very cool. And that, that is so true. We have to often look at ourselves when we're looking at relations. It's not just always about the other person, right? It's oh, where you're at, what you're bringing to the relationship and your own stuff, right? And Oh my gosh. We yeah. often with our suitcases of baggage. <laughs> yes, and yeah. it's so funny yeah. you say that. I always joke and I say to my women, everybody's got baggage, right? But the difference is, have you done your laundry? Have you gone through your stuff and actually did the laundry and folded it, threw out the stuff that's not working, replaced it? Because a lot of times we just go right into that next relationship, that next experience without really reflecting back on what worked, what didn't. How do we feel? What do we need different this time? Instead, we just jump right in or we take this massive amount of space. We stay single. We take a, a, a me time, but then we still go into that relationship without really knowing what we needed and what worked yeah. and what didn't, even though we had like maybe six months to six years off from dating. So the idea is really needing to look into ourselves, like you just said. Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, so some of the lessons that you've learned, and we talked a little bit about that. Do you want, I, I know we talked about wanting to get into a little bit on the male, female energies, because I was really excited about that when we had our yeah. interview, because I was, there was so much juice there and it's like, oh, I want to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's dive in. So, okay. So some of the lessons I learned and that what I really end up helping a lot of my women is understanding these energies, which is the masculine energy and the feminine energy. And it's not gender based at all. We have both these energies in ourselves and so do men. What tends to happen is we have one of the energies usually turned up more, a higher volume, meaning we're functioning in that energy more. So the two energies, masculine energy is really about that energy that gets stuff done. It's very focused. It's very linear. It's purpose. It's goal-oriented. It is the um, one where you're organizing. It's got a lot of structure. So it's like your to-do list. It's managing your kids. It might be managing that project. So it's very focused. The feminine energy is very much receiving. It's connecting. It's a lot about... Um, receiving spontaneity flow and many times as us women we tend to be a lot in that masculine energy just because we're trying to almost survive maybe we're at the top of our career or we're managing our household or maybe we're a single mom and so we have to look at really taking on to that energy of getting lots done what happens though is we don't have actually enough testosterone and so men can have, function a lot in that masculine energy because they have a lot more testosterone whereas women we don't and so the consequence of us being in that energy all the time is we feel a lot of burnout we get irritated we get anxious we get exhausted <laughs> yeah. and the way we balance that is we end up producing a lot of cortisol and that's that gives us that drive that push to keep going and so at some point though it kind of begins to wreak havoc on our bodies or on our emotions and so what you want to look at and what I help my women do is recognizing where do we need to turn down some of this masculine energy and turn up this feminine where do we need to lean back where do we need to experience more pleasure more self-care where do what rituals do we need where do we need to speak our truth and set boundaries? So it's really helping us to be able to balance both of them, whether we're in our relationships or in our own personal life or in our career, kind of works in all aspects of us. Absolutely. And that's what I really connected with because I could see myself in all of that. I'm a goal-oriented doer. I'm a single parent. So I'm, I'm very driven. And mm -hmm. I do try and bring and make sure I have a balance of female energy, but you, you tend to not because you need to survive in that other mode all the time, right? Yes. And yes. It's um, even today, it's like, okay, I'm feeling this burnout feeling again. So what do I need to do to bring myself back in alignment? You know? Yeah. Today I'm looking at all my adrenal fatigue notes and all that stuff. Right. Thanks to how do I get the balance back in? Right. 
Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Not have my toolbox of things, but if there's anything you want to add to that, yeah, <laughs> I think a lot. Of, yeah, it's great. I think a lot of times as women, we need to create what I call even rituals or ways to transition out of that masculine energy. And like I was saying, that masculine energy is really valuable and important. But if we're always in it, we feel like a bit of depletion. And so, how do we fill it up? And so, some of those rituals can look like slowing down. And sometimes when I say that to my women, they're like, "But Nicole, you don't understand. My world is so busy. Like, what do you mean?" slow down and what I mean by that is even just being more present really connecting so it could be such as having your favorite latte and actually just enjoying a few of those sips and breathing it may be eating your meal and really slowing and being in that moment Um, even getting into your body is one of the most powerful ways and so whether you're listening to music that gets you into your body or doing um, hip rotations or slowing down the way you walk you start to sway that starts to connect us to our connection of being more feminine instead of being so doing right being top heavy from our head we're now really diving in and connecting to our bodies and really um feeling into what we need absolutely these little things it can be smell is another one so i get my ladies to either use essential oils might be something right i'm a big fan of that (laughs) right whether it's coming home from work or it's what you use when you go to sleep or sometimes i'll have it when they put it in their car so they're coming out of their work environment heading home have some oil or your favorite music your playlist that'll help you transition out of that doing energy to being a bit more present um it can be even like sensual so it can be like massage oils or um, lotion or shower gel and just really taking time to rub that on your skin and doing some actual touch um, connection with yourself all of those will help to really reconnect you back in Absolutely. A lot of the work I'm doing now with clients and some of the programs I'm building are around that. It's about simplifying your life and getting back in touch with mm. your core as opposed mm-hmm. to just being in that do mode all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find Absolutely. I also find that when you let go a little bit, it's a lot easier. You yeah. know, when you're not pushing all the time, you just let it flow, mm-hmm. right? And that's that female energy coming in. Yes. And it makes and I, a big difference. It's true. And I think the key though to be able to flow is really allowing ourselves to trust ourselves. Oh yeah. Because when we're in that push or hustle or make things happen, typically it's because we want to control the outcome. <laughs> You're talking to the control freak. <laughs> Yeah, we feel secure knowing this is going to happen or it's going to look this certain way. And so how that could look like even in our relationships is like controlling the outcome. So maybe it's on a date, you're telling them where to park, where we're going to go, what that's going to look like. And it's creating this sense of safety that we're seeking. And yet we're externally putting it out there instead of looking inside ourselves. Or if it's in the actual relationship, we're trying to control it because we're looking for that sense of security again. And so like you mentioned, how do you lean back is the only way to do that is really trust yourself that you've got this, that you can handle what shows up, that you've got the tools, the resources, your intuition to guide you. You have to really teach yourself that. Otherwise, we go into that need to control to create this um, prevention almost, proactive, but it's not really. It's actually blocking yeah. The intuition piece is a really key piece too, and I'm actually interviewing somebody on that coming up soon. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we lose our touch with our intuition that when you get into that real do mood and... I've had, to, I've recognized that a lot in myself lately mm-hmm. trying to read my intuition has been really mm. challenging lately. Cause I have, I'm trying to change some real big directions in my life. Right. And it's been challenging because I have a lot of fears. So is it the fear kicking in? Or is it my intuition? Like I'm trying to figure yeah. out what's the right path. Right. So it's been really yes. interesting following that. And it is, you're right. Trying to balance all the pieces of it. It's, it's really been quite interesting. 
It's so true. And I think you made a really good point about how do we trust our tuition? How do we recognize the difference between that and fear? And a lot of times my women, when they're dating or in a new relationship, they're always like, well, I don't know if this is the right guy, or I don't know if I want to stay here or not, or is this the man I want to continue living with or being in in relationship with or married? Like we can get really confused. It's hard to distinguish the two. So when we learn to start tapping into our body and what we feel, it gives us a lot of our answers. But I think of most of us women, we, like I mentioned, live top heavy, meaning we're in our head thinking, analyzing, and we're quite disconnected from our, our feelings, our emotions, our body response. So one of the ways you can start practicing that is even just, it sounds really simple and almost a bit cheesy, but it can really work, <laughs> is if you can lie in bed and just think of your heart and think of it as a, a white light and your eyes are closed and you're just focusing on that one area and just thinking of that white light, maybe it's kind of got a pink tinge to it and you're just thinking of that light coming outside of your body but you're just feeling that what does it feel like where do you feel it in your body where could this light move and you're slowly helping your mind connect to your body sensations mm-hmm. and it's a slow motion and for me it took a while because I too am analyzing and when someone say where do you feel that in your body I'd, I'd make it up I'd be like yeah. it I don't I've been know. There too, yeah. <laughs> and so learning to really actually feel what I'm feeling and then from there we start to learn so like when you go on a date and the mind kicks saying, well, I don't like what he said. And I don't think this is going to work. And so we get in our heads, we, mm-hmm. we create the disconnect from him because we're upset or we didn't agree with what he said. And so we're not in the moment anymore. And so I challenge my women, stay in the moment. And when you get home, then feel into it, then mm-hmm. feel into how you felt rather than getting your head and analyzing. And that could be the same when you're in a relationship and you're, you're being challenged by something you're partner said or didn't do and we instantly get into the analyzing well if he loved me he would have or if he really cared he would have and so we create these stories and so we need to pause and really feeling what am I really feeling like why does this upset me how did that feel what is it feeling in my body I feel constrained or I feel really anxious I feel like he's not hearing me and I'm not important so I feel like there's a sense of a disconnect with him that I really want so you start to get a little deeper in understanding yourself and then you can create a different outcome because you can now express yourself and yes, then that piece properly <laughs> yeah and then the tools I give my women is like how do you express yourself so he hears you whether you're on that first date or handful of dates or with your partner right so it's this whole process of really being able to um, connect with ourselves as a woman yeah absolutely I wanted to ask if you know through your own clients and the things you've studied and and all that you know do you find mm-hmm. a big correlation in a relationship so how somebody does a relationship with a um, their partner and does it uh, correlate to business relationships? Yeah. All areas. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I would definitely <laughs> say there's some definite connection there for sure. Um, because they say no matter where you're doing your self development, how you are is how you are everywhere. Right. Yeah. I teach so, that yes. in my money stuff. Right. But I, yeah. I was on the relationship side of it. Absolutely. Yeah. What I think is the difference, though, is when we're in a relationship, whether it's heterosexual, heterosexual or not, there is this piece of vulnerability that creates an unconscious fear and that fear of rejection and not being good enough. And so, yes, we can say we interact with our colleagues or family or friends very similarly, but I sometimes think on that romantic level, it takes it another deeper level because we feel that bit more vulnerable, that much more exposed. And so it's that fear then that kicks in that puts up these walls. We may pull back, we may shut down, we may stonewall out of a sense of need to protect. 
where we might not feel that need that greatly in our work environment or with our girlfriends or family. And so yeah. I think there's that piece of really recognizing, okay, what am I, like I said, what am I feeling or what do I need in this moment that I actually do need to speak up yeah. and having the courage to, because I think that's the yeah, other piece. That's a big piece. Yeah. Right. Because I think sometimes in our work environments, it might be challenging or with a girlfriend, but I think in our dynamic of that romantic piece, it can be even more due to the fact that we fear what will be the outcome. Are they going to reject us? Will they leave us? So there's a lot more story around that, that we may stay quiet longer. And I think there's a a societal piece too, where, you know, for years, women didn't have, didn't have that confidence in themselves to speak up. Yeah, absolutely. It depends what generation you are. It might be Mm -hmm. more prominent than others or cultural Mm -hmm. beliefs and things like that too. Because mm-hmm. I look at even my staff that I work with, you know, depending on what your background and cultural mm-hmm. beliefs are, mm-hmm. some of them I know don't have that comfort zone to speak up. Mm-hmm. I'm trying mm-hmm. to train them to be leaders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really hard for them to find that space that they can speak in. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think you're, like you said, yeah. So then in that case, it would show up in all areas. So, and I think it's that courage to know your value and that it's within yourself to know, to speak up. Or even when I think of speaking up, it's like, what do I need? And am I willing to communicate it? And that's that piece I always go back to is what's, what is self-love compared to self-care? And I think sometimes we can confuse that because I think um, for me, at least in what I teach my women is self-care is really about the massages, the green juice, the meditation, the yoga, your girlfriends. But self-love is actually doing the uncomfortable things. It's sitting in the discomfort. And what I mean by that is expressing yourself. Like you said, maybe it's saying no to someone and they're going to be really disappointed and hurt because they really thought you should do this. Or it might be saying, I can only give you that much time and they're hurt because they wanted all of you for that day. And so self-love is acknowledging what you need in that moment and then being okay to express it, to state it and feel someone else's discomfort and still do it. And I think that's the piece where self-love really takes in is really valuing what I need, even if it's someone else is not going to be okay with it. Yeah. And it's, it's really hard for a lot of people to be uncomfortable in that zone. Yes. It's worth it on the other end, but they don't always see that until you've done it a few times Yes, and, you know, uh, walk that path a couple times. It's quite awkward, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's that, com- um, that confidence builder, right? You don't get yeah. confidence by stating it. it's not an affirmation or a bumper sticker. No, it's actually to... practice and, and then reflecting. The stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then reflecting and celebrating, wow, I really spoke up. I, I said no to this, or I said yes to this when I really may have in the past said no, like, and acknowledging yourself. And that's in the acknowledgement that you start to build that sense of self-love because people are always like, well, how do I build self-love? I hear about self-love all the time. And, and that's just it. It's doing these little things, acknowledging what you did and then celebrating. And through yeah. that, that begins to build that sense of self-worth, that sense of self-love and self-esteem. And that is one thing I learned from you when you were in my course way back mm-hmm. when was about celebrating ourselves. Mm-hmm. Thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a piece us women forget, right? We're good yeah. at being leaders for our girlfriends and our kids and colleagues. But when it comes to us, we're like, yeah, but you know, I could have done this. And yeah, that wasn't that big of a deal. And we just kind of dismiss and move on. We do and I think a lot. Yeah. Move on that weakens us almost. And Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I would love to know what is the most important message you would like to leave our listeners with today from this conversation. Ooh, 
Good question. There's so much now. You've got me on a roll. <laughs> I know. Eh? <laughs> I'm just looking um, at the time going, yeah, we could talk about this for quite a while, I think. <laughs> right. Yeah, there's so much. Well, I think um, for who's listening, it's just really asking yourself what you need and start there. And it might be you need to journal that out. It may be reflecting. Sometimes you might be in that moment and it's after the fact you think about it. Maybe you go to the bathroom like, oh, I'm really upset. And ask yourself, what am I upset about? What about this made me hurt? What about this makes me angry? And allow yourself to really go a little bit deeper to see what's below the reaction. And that may help you to start understanding yourself and then being able to get that need met. Instead of looking to someone else to do it for you, whether it's your partner or in the dating scene or a colleague, how can you give it to you first? And from that, it'll start to build your, like we were saying, your confidence and your self-worth and your self-esteem because you're going to slowly make those little steps to get that need met. Absolutely. That you are absolutely worth it. I love it. Thank you so much for that. So now what we're going to do, and thank you for all of that. There was so much good goodness there. Um, I'm going to be going back and listening to this a couple times because there's a few things I need to learn from that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I want to talk about, do an insight round right now and go through some, okay. so our listeners can learn a little bit more about Nicole. Okay. <laughs> so um, what was one mindset that was holding you back? Because I've kind of watched you on your journey from, mm-hmm. you know, the last two or three years, it's been quite interesting and you've, uh, you know, the work you're doing right now is quite amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, I think that the one of the one of oh my god, there's so many mindsets, right? Because we have I think what happens yeah. is as you excel in life, another story shows up. Yeah. And so sometimes I used to think if I could just arrive, then life would be great. <laughs> and then I would have to figure it out. And so I was always like, Well, when I, then I'll. And so I had this belief, once I get here, then I will. So once I lose the weight or once I made this kind of money or once I got this position in my career or my business, then I'll feel. And the reality is that belief system actually blocks us because the reality is we're never arriving. No. And it can limit us. So for me, I kind of shook on that like effort system where it was like enough. Like right now, right here is where it's at instead of waiting until something happened and really embodying that and took it to step into it. So can I give an example of what that looked like? Yeah, for sure. Okay. So super silly example. If you want to know me, ladies, I'm really tall. Like I'm five, nine. And I used to always measure my high heels to know what size they were because I didn't want to be too tall, right? <laughs> and high heels are gorgeous. And there's so many pretty shoes that I wouldn't let myself wear. And then I got into this mindset of like, effort, right? I won't say the word, but effort yeah. and enough, right? Stop. And so in that, I found these burgundy boots and I was like, I'm just going to wear them. <laughs> and I bought them and I got home and I measured and I was like, oh no, they're so tall. They're the biggest heel I have in my closet. No, I got to take them back. Oh, and no. then that mindset kicked in and I was like, no, I gotta wear them. And so I went back and bought three more colors. I bought them in black. I bought them. I in love black. it. And I was like, this is it. And so from that moment, I used to just strut it. I would walk it like I owned it, girl. <laughs> yeah. And it was in that moment that I realized that kind of shaped a lot was like, uh, instead of worrying what other people thought or what other people would think, particularly Ben, oh my God, you're so tall. Or girls would think I'm too tall or my own story, right? Maybe no one said anything. It was me. Yeah. Like stopping myself. And so that belief, I had a whole almost two and a half, three years with that bumper sticker in my mind, effort which allowed me to take so many bold um, actions because it was enough waiting, enough overthinking it and just do. Yeah. 
And I, I teach my clients that too, is just take those one little step at a time. You don't mm -hmm. have to take on this whole big world in front of you. Just yes. one step. That's all you can do is one after the other and it'll yeah. all come together. You know, yeah. it's a journey. It's not meant to, like you said, you don't wait till you're there. It's not going to show up on a silver platter for you. That's right. Yes. And so do it with really cool shoes. Like take Absolutely, off. girl. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I wish I could wear heels. <laughs> I wish I could. I just, I've been away from them for so many years now and I've gotcha. them on and they just kill my whole body. That's true. Great. <laughs> and every once in a while I suffer my way through it because I right. look fabulous and you know, <laughs> got to do it once in a while. But I, mm -hmm. I really admire women that can do it and do it well and mm -hmm. just own it and you know, yeah, embrace it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I cool. I love it. You got to bring shoes into every conversation. <laughs> mm -hmm. So what's that? Can you name one person that changed your life for the better? And that was hard to do one person, but it's, yeah. It is. Um, I would say like, I've had about three different women that meant like I'd say are mentors, yeah. girlfriends, mentors, and they come to mind. They're in different stages of my life. One was when uh -huh. I was in my twenties, one was in my thirties and one's now in my forties. And I think each of them played a different role and helped me to get to where I am now. And so part of that feminine energy that I was talking to before is cultivating sisterhood. And that's a really yeah. important aspect. When you're in that masculine energy, it's very singular. It's very um, solo almost, right? Because it's such a pro pro provider, protector, producer kind of energy. Where feminine is very cultivating that connection, that bonding. Yeah. Correct. And so where you may need to lean into is cultivating more deeper girlfriends and richer relationships. And sometimes we may have been hurt and we may have been, um, had not had the best experience with women. And what we want to do is really break that and cultivate something new, create a different experience because those women in your life, as I've experienced, really can help you take it to that next place and support you there. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. And that is so key. And that's some of the things I teach is about community and how important it is. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like you said, is, you know, we get into the zone of doing all the time and we're yeah. out of that circle and yeah, it's, it's challenging. It makes life so much harder for yourself. So true. Mm -hmm. uh, so what is the best advice you've ever received? So did any of those mentors say something amazing yeah. that did something for you or? Oh my gosh, this is where I'm like, yeah, I'm like, what did they say? Um, there's so many good things. You know, I couldn't say one specific um, comment or statement, but I think it's that, that belief around just go for it. Yeah. It's kind of the theme I would say that I've learned a lot of. Um, I would hold myself back um, out of all these other fears. And most of the fear was being rejected. I don't know where that would come from, but that's really what I felt. And so from life experiences and these different people that spoke into it was like, everybody's going to reject you. That's life. And yeah. it's that belief, like you're going to be rejected. So why don't you just be like, okay with it and then move on. Where for the longest time, I'd be like, no, I don't want to put myself out there. I got to cater to other people's feelings, their needs, what they want from me, whether it's in a relationship or with a girlfriend or posting something on social media. I was so anxious of other people. So you could say it was a people-pleasing energy. And yeah. the reality is, is no one's going to be happy. And so the sooner I can embrace that and accept that I'm going to be rejected and people aren't going to like me, there's so much freedom in that. Because now oh, it's like, is. oh. Well, then that's fine. I was expecting that. No big deal. Like I was anticipating you not liking what I said or thinking yeah. I said it wrong or misinterpreting me. <sighs> There's freedom. But for the longest time, I couldn't feel that. So it took me a bit. Yeah. That's, I love the lessons we learned. And they all come together to get us where we are at sure. the point in our life. It's great. Sure. 
So what's um, one self-care habit that you practice regularly? And you could, because I know you define self-care and self-love differently. For me, yeah. I use self-care as all the other things, the boundaries and all those things of saying, no, I put that all under the self-care. Ah, okay. And I, I kind of put the both labels at the top together. Cool. Um, but anyways, you, you can yeah. define what you need for to sure. define for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. no, both of them are good. Um, I would say my self-care right now what am I doing right now on a regular basis? I think it's going for a walk. Um, and I need to do that often. I live close to the water. And so getting outside is really important. I can find, I can sit and be behind my computer or with clients. And then I'm like, why am I so exhausted? And it's like, oh yeah, because I haven't done much for me. So that whole balance is really key. So having that walk scheduled in on a daily basis is really keeping me grounded. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Other things. Yeah. Walking is one of my go-to things when I need mm. to regroup and just get that energy going mm-hmm. again and, and de-stress a bit. And it just, it does a whole bunch for absolutely. Yeah. Multi-purpose. <laughs> yeah, so and I know we talked about this right before we started the show. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite quote? <laughs> I know. And I was like, Oh gosh, don't ask me that. Don't ask me. <laughs> um, I, I have this quote that's on my wall, but it doesn't say who it's from. It's called, um, enough already. We are enough already 100% whole and it's hashtag worth 100. So I don't know if you were to Google it, found I it. Google these. I'll look it up and see if okay. I can find it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, I don't know. I, someone emailed it to me and I was like, oh, this is really good. So I printed it and put it on my wall. Um, but it doesn't say who it's from, but it's that whole idea. Like my sensitivity is my strength. My vulnerability is fire. I feel I heal. I experience deeply. So the whole idea is like, you truly are enough. And so that Absolutely. is the theme. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On the International Women's Day yesterday, actually my post mm-hmm. was, and it was about you are enough, just nice. as you are. You know, yes. you're a human being on this earth and you're just perfect the way you are. Yes. Absolutely. True. So now this is my favorite part because mm. I'm a huge book fan. And I actually, <laughs> I actually say I actually probably have a bit of a problem with it because I love books and I'm not a library person. I go to the library, but like I have to yeah. own them all because I got to put, you know, bookmarks in them and highlight <laughs> things. And um, so I'm always anxious to know, not anxious, yeah. eager to know uh, what, what people are reading so I can actually yeah. add to my collection. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So what book am I reading right now? Um, well, it's from Mama Gina. I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. Yeah. Um, are you familiar with that woman? And it's, it's interesting. As you're saying this, I'm thinking, okay, I, this could be an uh, interesting answer to this question because I got a relationship expert who you know deals with... Yeah. relationship, sex, all those things, right? So this yeah. could be good. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, her name's Regina Thomas House, if I'm saying it right. And the book is um, The Reclamation of the Pussy. And okay. I have that one. <laughs> yes. I highly recommend that book um, of one of many, just because it's all about really connecting to us as a woman and our power source and how we sometimes shut ourselves down without realizing it. And how to like speak up. So yeah, that's one of them. And there's many, but yeah, I guess it depends what theme or what you want. I've got many books on the go. Perfect for today. I love it. But that's, that's really useful. Even if you are in that real strong male energy, it's going to help shift you. Right. So absolutely. And I think that's, what's interesting. I had one client, she's like, this is a ridiculous book. And I was like, yeah, because it doesn't resonate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You could figure it out. And so finally through the work we did, she's like, oh, it's not that bad, but it just took a bit because we're not Ah. connected. We're a bit disconnected even from our bodies or from these concepts. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. 
I love it. Now I'm going to have to pull that one out again. (laughs) (laughs) I gradually shift things, all my books around and put the next one up on bedside, right? So the last question for you today, actually I have two last questions, but this one is what is one thing that you are most passionate about? And this can be your work that you do or it can Mm -hmm. be something else, a hobby or anything Mm -hmm. that you're passionate about. Yeah, right now I I would say it is uh, my women and really that's where I spend the most of my time is I'm really empowered or passionate about empowering women. Um, It feeds my soul. I love when women have aha moments and they connect to who they are and that they find love within themselves and in their life. So I think that's the biggest thing I'm passionate about. It consumes me. (laughs) I love it. And isn't it a great feeling when you get to that space? Because it doesn't even feel like work so much at that point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just walk in the path and it's just right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. So, my last question for all our listeners today is where can everyone find you? Yeah, great question. It's super easy. On any platform, you can find me at Nicole Talks Love. Perfect. I like how you keep it simple. Yeah, whether it's online, my website, social media, anywhere, it's all Nicole Talks Love. That is awesome. And I will put all these uh, little bits of the questions of this and where to find you in the show notes for the podcast and yeah so that's it for today everyone I want to thank Nicole so much for being here with us this has been very very fun and insightful and I was I was eagerly awaiting this one because I was I knew there was lots of goodness in there so Thank thank you so much Nicole for joining us and for everyone else we will talk to you soon have a great day everyone thanks thank you for listening today Show notes are available at www.mariaconde.com. 